This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland. My guest is Phoebe Robinson, the multi-talented stand-up comedian, New York Times best-selling writer, and actress. You know her from the Two Dope Queens podcast and her solo podcast, So Many White Guys. Phoebe's latest project is the new freeform show, Everything's Trashed, based off her book, Everything's Trash, But It's Okay. She not only stars in the show, but co-wrote and co-produced it. Take a listen to part of the trailer for Everything's Trash. I am a free-spirited young woman who wears head wraps when I'm having sex. Because some dudes are not worth sweating the medges out over, okay? Ew, Phoebe. My whole back has a run. Okay, that is not a nice thing to call your friend. No, this is her whole bag. It's an emergency go bag for mornings after. Does this whole crossword puzzle, rolled up sleeves, probably have your bills set to auto pay, minimal conversation thing work? Well, it got you talking to me. I'm so excited to talk with you because you got a new show coming out called Everything's Trash. And uh, I just want to jump right into it. What's obviously you have a book you wrote called Everything's Trash. What's the show about and what's it like adapting that book into the show? So, you know, I wrote the book in 2018 just because I was like, it felt like this country was so angry and like people were just, you know, like it just was a lot of heaviness in the air. And I just want to be like, listen, everything's trash. We're all trash. We all have flaws. We all make mistakes. So let's acknowledge it. So maybe we could come out the other side and maybe work together. And so I think with this show being everything's trash, considering we're living during a pandemic and with everything going on in America and around the world, I think it made same sense to have the show be named after that, but it still has that same sort of, um, thesis statement where it's just really like let's just feel good and have fun and and the mistakes that we're making it's okay and we're going to figure out adulthood as we go along you don't have to have all the answers at 30 or at 35 or at 40. Do you think everything is more trash now than it was (laughs) pre-pandemic? Gosh I think things are more trash now but (laughs) I think what has been great about this time, if you can find a silver lining, is like the level of resiliency, I think that a lot of people have shown and the way that people have shown up for each other. And I think even the shows that are out right now that are really, whether it's Abbott Elementary, whether it's Ted Lasso, whether it's this show, there's a lot of shows right now that are, I think for a while, there's a lot of TV that was, the roots of it was cynicism and sort of like poking at like all the flaws and all that be like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And I think we're really in a moment. We're also kind of being like, okay, but can we just take a minute and feel good for a second? Can we take a minute and celebrate the things that are decent in our lives? And it's okay to like smile and just like watch a comedy for and, and laugh. 
like there's so many comedies where it's like it's like that's not the main focus it wants to be also this commentary about greater things it's like but i want to just really laugh my ass off too and feel good at the end of the half hour do you remember the last uh, like comedy you're watching that just made you just laugh your ass off? Oh my God, Southside. It is so <laughs> funny. It is so funny. I'm on season one. I started watching it after I was um, done with my, with my show, shooting and everything. And I was like, this show is brilliant. It makes me laugh so much. I love it. Okay, I'm fascinated by you because uh, you had such a breadth of a career. You, you, you went to college as a screenwriter, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously you're a comedian. You are a triple published author. Um, how is it taking all those different skills and then adapting a book into a TV show? Like, what were some of the challenges of that and what was really easy about it? I think what was easy about it is that um, I knew the voice of it, you know, just because I it was based off a book I wrote. Um, I think working with my showrunner, Jonathan Groff, who comes from Blackish, Happy Endings, was a head writer on Conan, like, he just knows how to make things that are really funny that have a lot of heart and also a lot of vulnerability. So that was kind of the easy bit. And I think just sort of, you know, when you're writing on TV and it's not, you know, it's not like we're writing with like commercial breaks. You have like 22 minutes to tell a story. Sometimes you can feel like, oh my God, I don't have like enough room for it. But then once you get to sort of like the revision stage and the shooting stage and the editing stage, you're like, oh, I only needed 22 minutes for this. You know what I mean? And so you're really just able to pick out the best of the best and make really strong, solid episodes. Um, But a lot of this was new for me, like being a head writer and sort of like being the lead of a TV show. So I really learned a lot about, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm going to be number on the call sheet. I'm going to get like, you know, lattes, whatever I want and blah, blah, blah. But it's really about like, you're being a producer, you're on set and you're spending time with the cast and making sure they're feeling supported. And you're really just being a leader and showing up every day. And it all starts from the top down. And I really realized that Jonathan and I are setting the tone, whether it's in the writer's room and on set. And we really wanted to have a tone of like, okay, there's 220 people coming here to make this show a reality. So we're going to make this a best experience for everyone. Do you ever have a sense, because I, I feel like everyone does at some point in their life, imposter syndrome though, when you're, you're going like, okay, there's 200 people, they're going to take what I'm doing and make it as ex- insane or as brilliant as it can be. I will say I didn't have imposter syndrome. Like I really, cause I've been in this industry for 14 years and I had so many almost things that like didn't go. I had so many no's. It was just really like when this moment came, I was like, okay, I've been through so much rejection. So I think this is the time for me. So let me just step in and own it. And just, I will be the first to say, hey, I don't know what this means or hey, I never done this before. Can you explain like what this process is like? And so I think no one could get mad at someone being like, hey, you're smart. Teach me how to do this thing that I don't know how to do yet. That's, you know, stroking everyone's ego. So I think I really just came at it from like, this might be like my only shot. I don't want it to be, but I want to have the most fun. I want to learn as much as I can. And I really want to feel good about myself, this whole process. So I told imposter syndrome, I'm like, bitch, you do not live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn to say it that sometimes. Um, obviously, the character you play in um, Everything's Trash is loosely based on yourself. But how much is that character you and how what are the, in what ways are you different from the character? I think one of the ways that uh, I really like the characters, I think her fierce love of her her brother and her family, like 
you know, my brother and I are pretty tight. Like we always like, you know, bust each other's balls, give each other a hard time, but we ultimately really love each other a lot and support each other a lot. I think that TV Phoebe is definitely, uh, she's definitely <laughs> messy. She's definitely, you know, not always thinking things through and just sort of doing like what's going to be an adventure and what's going to make her feel good. So I think at times she could be a little selfish, which makes for great TV. Um, I think the broke aspect was very similar because like when I started out podcasting, I was broke for a really long time. Even when Two Dope Queens was successful, I was still struggling financially. And so I really wanted to show that journey of like, this is what it can be like to work even in an industry where front facing, it seems like everything's amazing. And then behind the scenes, it's like, yeah, there are moments where I was like late on my rent or I didn't know like when my next freelance gig was coming. And so I really wanted to have that be baked into the show because I felt like a lot of shows <clears throat> are in New York and they have this aspirational vibe that can sort of veer into just pure fantasy. And I wanted to ground it a little bit and be like, no, you can live in New York and you can have all these things. You're still going to be struggling. Yeah, like the friend's apartment does not exist. Or if it does, yeah. people aren't living there like that. Um, going back to that time in your life, what what kept you resilient? What kept you driving through that? Because I think a lot, I know I've, I was broke for a very long time in my life mm -hmm. and have recently just come out of that. It's so hard. Congratulations. What kept you Thank you. Uh, what, what, what helped you get through that? It was tough. I mean, there were days where I was just like, I know everything's going to work out. I just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then there were other days where I was like, this is ridiculous. I've been doing comedy for eight years, for nine years. It's not taking off. It's taking off for other people. They could pay their bills on time. And so I really, I want to be honest. And I want to pretend like every day I just wrote in my gratitude journal. I was like, I'm so happy. I have shoes on my feet. It's like, there are some days where I was cussing myself out. I was cussing comedy out. And I really just had to kind of like, okay, well, this next stand-up show that I'm going to do, like, this is going to be the highlight of my day. And like, if I can make people laugh, then maybe I did something right today. And I just was sort of like, okay, I'm making mistakes here, but I'm doing something right over here. So maybe let me try and do more of that. So it was a lot of trial and error and just sort of this belief that like, I know it's gonna work out for me. I don't know when and I don't know how, but I know that if I keep just showing up most days, that it'll eventually all work out. And I feel like it kind of has in a lot of ways, which is cool. Well, and again, we're talking about everything's trash getting ready to come out. Uh, in the trailer, there's so many funny moments. And I wanted to have you talk about one of them, which is uh, you're standing in a corner uh, with another character and you see a friend coming across the street with, with a bag and you're like, oh, my hoe bag. Um, <laughs> and, and I wonder if you could explain what a hoe bag is and how you guys came up with that particular bit. Um, so yeah, hoe bag is just, you know, you maybe you had a little bit of adult fun the night before and you need to sort of freshen up and so you can have like a change of clothes, some deodorant, so whatever's your whole bag that you have. Um, and I think that was another thing that just like came up in the room because, you know, we've all like have like hookups. You all had to do the sort of walk of shame at home. And, you know, we just wanted to sort of like poke fun at that and put, you know, TV Phoebe in a situation that I actually did do. Like I, when I graduated from college, I worked, um, a Tom Swazi campaign. Um, so this was 2006. So I was out there canvassing. I was phone baking. And we we're like, well, what if TV Phoebe has to do that very professional job 
after she just came from a hookup and she needs her hoe back. So we just sort of put those two things together. And I think it's such a fun and fun and ridiculous sort of storyline. I really like it. It it seems very funny. And I'm so excited to see more about it. But I wanted to ask you specifically, now that you've gone through a season of writing it, filming it, and getting ready to have it come out, if you could go back in time before you filmed the first episode, what advice would you give yourself? I would say, heads up, this is going to be the hardest you've ever worked in your life, it's okay to take some of the pressure off. Because I think, you know, when it's like your first season of your show, you're like, I want to give all of myself to this because this is like a new experience. And while I had fun, I feel like I couldn't enjoy it as much because it felt like so much was on the line. Um, and so towards the end of shooting, I was starting to be like, hey, Cass, come over to my, my place and we could hang out. And I wish I could have done more of that in the beginning. But you're just so like, you're like, oh, I want to make sure these episodes are cut together and the network likes them and we're getting feedback and you're trying just. And so you're getting so caught up in like trying to make the thing what it was in your head. And I think I, I, I think it would have been nice to have been a little bit kinder to myself because it was like, you're doing a lot and it's okay to be tired. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I would say you've, you created the show. You're, uh, I'm guessing, head writer. You're yeah. the, the lead actor. You're producing the show. And I just got to imagine um, all, those, all those things take different skills. Is there something that, you, that surprised you by how much you really enjoyed doing it that maybe you hadn't got to do before? Yeah, I really love producing. So I, you know... I was always on set. Even if I wasn't in the scene, I like to watch the other actors work. And I really enjoy that aspect of it when you're like watching, maybe you're giving like a little bit of some notes here and there, or you're just being like, God, this person is so freaking funny in a way that I'm not. And it's so cool to see. So I think that was what I really, I really enjoy being a producer. You really get to see how other actors perform, like how they respond to notes. Cause you know, if you're a creative person, you're sensitive. You know, and so you get to see like, oh, how can you tap into someone to get them to give you what you need out of a scene without making them feel like they're doing something wrong? Because ultimately they're not. It's just like, oh, we want to try something different. And so, yeah, I really, I really like producing. I think it's super fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. Phoebe, what are you currently obsessed with? Ooh, that's a good question. What am I currently obsessed with? Oh my God, putting me on the spot. (laughs) I think we built into it over 16 minutes. (laughs) I was like, this came out of nowhere. No. Um, Gotcha journalism. Gosh, what am I currently obsessed with? A couple of things. So I recently watched all of um, Happy Endings, which is a show on ABC, and I loved it so much. 
Oh my God, everyone was so great. Casey Wilson is just like a goddess. I love her. She's so funny. Um, but that was just like a show that just made me feel good. And I would watch it before bed. And it was just, oh, I was so happy going to sleep. So very obsessed with that. And then I really love Abbott Elementary. I think it's such a great show. I think it's so delightful. And I'm, you know, Quinta's been around for a long time and, and she's made it into like this really great phenomenal show that everyone's like loving. So I think those are the two shows that I'm obsessed with right now. Oh, those are excellent shows. I haven't seen Abbott Elementary, but I've definitely seen Happy Ending. So you obviously on the show, Everything's Trash, host a podcast. In real life, you host a podcast. How yeah. is the podcast on Everything's Trash, which is it called Everything's Trash podcast? And it's yes. so what, what, how is that different from the podcast you do in real life? Yeah, I mean, I think with the Everything's Trash, um, that show, that podcast within the series is very much everything is ripped from the headlines of Phoebe's life, Law and Order style, you know what I mean? So she's like talking about all her dating stuff, like all her other things. I think which with each of my podcasts, whether it's like Black Frasier, which is more like a vice driven and then you got to like interview you know, celebs or like so many white guys where you interview celebs or two dope queens where it was more of a variety show where Jessica and I were talking about stuff up top, but we then we're showcasing brilliant stand-up comedians. Um, so I think by having those different experiences where I was sharing with myself, but it wasn't so deeply personal that like everything is copy, you know, vibe. But I think for the podcast within the series, you wanted to have that everything's copy vibe. Because I think that goes a lot into the TV, TV character where she's just kind of like, she's an open book and she's like not ashamed of anything that she's done, which I think is really cool. Oh, it's and it's uh, something I think a lot more people, a lot of us just strive for to not be ashamed of the, of who we are and what, what we do because we all make mistakes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, like Two Dub Queens, you mentioned that. Obviously, that started, uh, that's been around for nearly seven years. Um, I'm wondering between that and so many uh, white guys, like how has doing these podcasts changed you as a person? You know, as a person, it has showed me that like true vulnerability is, it's what everyone's like after and what people are looking for, even people who maybe can't express themselves yet as fully as they want to, they can at least respond to someone else doing that. Um, and I think with all the sh podcasts I've done, there's always been sort of a celebration of not being perfect and that that's okay. And that your flaws a lot of times are what make you maybe sort of nerve wracking to some people, but it can also <laughs> make be what's special about you. Um, and I think, you know, personally, I've just gotten to just talk to so many fantastic people who are just interesting and different from me and have a completely different life than I do. So I felt like I got to be a little bit of a voyeur, you know, like when I interview St. Vincent, I'm like, I'm never going to be a rock star, but it was so cool to talk to her and to hear her experiences and stuff like that. So I want to wrap up. I do a thing called pick one. I give you a couple of choices. You select one. It doesn't mean the thing you select is better than the other thing, but can we play pick one, Phoebe? Yes, please. It sounds great. Okay. So pick one, writer or New York Times bestselling author? Ooh. <laughs> writer, because a writer is something you could do for life. You're not always going to be a New York Times bestselling author. But it ain't bad to be a New York Times bestselling author. It's not bad. It's not bad. But, you know, if I could have 20 books under my name, that would be great. 
<laughs> I, well, you're th- you got three, so uh, you're you're rel- you you were just. I feel like you have a while. Hopefully, you'll have a long life to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, next one: New York or, or Ohio? New York, New York, New York. I love New York. No, no offense to Ohio, but Ohio's kind of a mess right now, and New York is a mess in its own way. But it is just like uh, it's heaven. I love it here. And this last one, I, I admit, is a bit silly. It might be the hardest question you get all day today out of anyone okay. asking questions. Pick one, Maroon 5 or Cardi B? Oh, I think I better go with Cardi B because she always makes me laugh. Maroon 5, I mean, they're cool, but they're they're not really funny. And I am a sucker for a funny, funny person. And, and you were in a music video for Maroon 5 that featured that Cardi B. Is it, yeah. yeah How did yeah, yeah. that happen? Can you, can you wrap up with that? Yeah, so I, when Maroon 5 was doing um, A Girl Like You, they just wanted to have a bunch of different women, some comedians, some actors, some just people in the public space. And then I was asked to do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I could be in the same music video with Cardi B. And like, who's going to say no to that? Because I'm no like, no, nah, I'm not no tech available. I'm busy. No, it was great. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> uh, well, Phoebe, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. It's so nice getting to know you, and I wish nothing but uh, positive thoughts and and best things to happen for everything's trash. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick. This was a really delightful interview. You're you're fantastic. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. That means quite a bit. I appreciate that. Take care. You too. Bye. I want to thank Phoebe for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. Everything's Trash airs Wednesday nights starting July 13th on Freeform. I'm So Obsessed was created by our executive producer, Danielle Ramirez. Our editor and lead producer is Sophia Fox Sowell. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Follow the show on Twitter at I'm So Obsessed Pod. Until next time, take care.